What's up, fam? You already know what time it is. Got to get into this market today, baby. Man, we got to talk about some things. Crazy, crazy day. What we've seen in this market, and we got to see how it continues to develop as we get into the closing bell today. Man, let's get this thing rocking. Let's go ahead and take a look at what's actually going on with the indices at this point in time. Uh, man, this is crazy. So let's go ahead and check that out real quick. You'll see that we actually have the Dow Jones actually down 0.24 on the day. Um, extremely volatile day in the market where you see the S&P 500 is now down about, about 0.74. Um, and it actually got down to about 0.69 earlier here today. After trying to hold its mark, we'll talk about that here at the closing bell, what my um, updated look of what SPY looks like after the market closes. We'll get into that. We'll talk about DocuSign. I see that as a, one of the questions already here in the chat. So we'll talk about DocuSign as well. And then we'll actually just kind of like cover some of the things that's going on in the market and some of these plays that are now starting to define themselves in the market. You'll see that the NASDAQ mm -hmm. is currently sitting at 176 and uh, down today, 176 points down. You'll see it's about 1.15% down on the day. You'll see that the Russell 2000 is actually sitting at nine points down as well, maintaining that flat run that it's actually been on. And you'll see that the VIX got as high as about 22.30 uh, today, I want to say, uh, before it decided to start to climb down. It definitely was over 10% up today before it started cooling off, okay? So, um. We'll get into some of those things here. We'll actually take a look at some of the watch lists. Let's go ahead and check some of that out as well. Um, let's do that real quick and look over at Weeble and see what we got going on over here. So let's look and see what all the pain is in the market because uh, we definitely know we have pain there. We'll see Occugene is down 9%. Clean energy fuel down 8%. Fuel cell down 7%. Charge point down 6%. Plug power down 5%. Interface as well down 5%. A lot of the energy sector has taken a hit based on what has happened with um actually uh taking a hit based on what has happened with uh what's going on in california with the proposal that they're actually making for actually uh saying that people have to pay to actually get a part of the grid and actually running down their discounts as well and we'll see how that plays out so let me um just send this over to the discord real quick um one second Okay, so and then actually what you'll see as well, we have Hertz is down 4%, Wish is down 5% as well. Uh, you'll see Grow Generation down 4%. Uh, we got Inveri Biosciences down 4%. Firm down 3%. Firm was actually trying to recover here, trying to get back to uh, where it actually came from when it's closed. But it's not like it's starting to trend back down as the market starts to soften quite a bit as we actually head into the close. If you want to take a look, we can take a look at uh, SPY. We can actually see what it's currently trading at. Right now, let's look at that. Um, see here, spy. I already have it up, so we'll go over to the one minute chart. We can look at it here and see how it's actually playing out at this point in time. Uh, you'll see this is uh something to pay attention to right now. That we're looking like we're trying to bounce out of the reversals here. We'll see how that plays out, but we'll see how this movement continues to move in this direction. So, paying attention to spy at this point in time, we'll see. Um, yeah, let's uh talk about some of these things. Uh, that people have questions on. So let's go ahead and start with DocuSign. That's one that we actually have to look at and look at in, on this chart. So we had uh, a head and shoulders actually form 
but then the shoulder got too extended so now we're starting to see that that downtrend on this is not there now uh it may be actually forming an inverted cup and handle at this point in time as well so um for those who are wondering what an inverted cup and handle kind of looks like that kind of would be some of this nature where basically we'll have a bowl here come this way and then it'll fan out this way so that may be what we are seeing right now but we'll have to pay attention to see if that uh, fans out that way DocuSign is going to take time okay um this is why i say don't rushed into a play without understanding the play itself the gap is thrilling the gap is something that a lot of people are going to care about but the market has to actually see that this thing actually pumps that way first right so what we need first is confirmation of that so for me one of the things that i like to do when we're watching these plays is see what the bottom is and we are seeing that we actually touched that bottom we went through that support and now we're looking to see if we could trend away from that support if we keep trending away from that support, we're actually may possibly get to a level where we actually come into this retrace. This could actually be forming more of a W pattern. That's going to be a short lived W pattern as well. So that's something to pay attention to um, going forward as well. Cause this can actually be, if you extended this line out, this would be a W, this would be the midpoint of the W and it's kind of like symmetrically coming down. Maybe it has another down day in it. And then maybe it pushes out, back towards this gap area and then we'll see what it does if it gets in the gap so to me um this week is important for DocuSign it can actually play out longer and this thing could take two weeks three weeks for it to recover but one I like to see is that maybe we see another down day where it ticks to another bottom and then maybe it starts out on another bottom before it makes its run back to the top of this gap so that's something to keep your eyes on right here when it comes over to DocuSign. So let's go ahead and listen in to the closing bell and see what's actually going on over there and see what they're talking about as they talk about stocks filing and they're talking about Adobe at this point in time. So let's check it out. Growth and what is unprofitable and quite speculative growth. And in the, the case of the latter, I would agree with this type of movement. In the case of the former, this is probably an opportunity. When we look at structural companies like Microsoft that delivered 27% operating margin growth and 46% operating margin. When we look at something like Adobe that delivered 22% revenue growth at 46% operating margins, Google 15% basis, 1500 basis points of margin expansion and 44% top line growth. And so I'm going to want to dig in to a sell off like this and distinguish one from the other. All right, speaking of digging in here, Tesla is staging a bit of a rebound today, but still lower on the session as Elon Musk continues to sell shares Robert Frank has those details. Robert. Well, Dom, Elon Musk selling another $900 million of Tesla shares yesterday. That brings his total to just under $13 billion. He has another $5 billion or so to go to get to that target in his Twitter poll and to pay his taxes, which means he could end the year selling about $18 billion in shares in total. Now, of that amount, about $12 billion will go to pay taxes both to the IRS and the state of California for that huge options package. Now, the other $6 billion or so will be for his own pocket. He will likely come out of this whole process with a higher stake in Tesla, and he is still the world's richest man with $250 billion. Guys? Lost track of all the zeros. Robert Frank, I, I mean, Joe Terranova, I'll, I'll throw this one to you. Tesla has been in a near-term momentum downtrend. Is this a stock that you'd like to buy on the dip? Well, it's first of all, it's a stock that uh, 
I own in the T ETF. So the answer to that is I'm already there. I'm already invested in it. But I think the actions of Elon Musk, Dom, they're indicative overall of an investor who certainly might have a higher income threshold that would be exposed to a tax consequence in 2022 that's far more significant than in 2021. So I think where I'm going with this is a lot of the selling that you're seeing is in the hyper growth stocks where their stocks are down significantly year to date. So you've got this tax loss harvesting before the end of the year because we still don't know what the tax structure is going to look like. Incomes above $5 million, is there going to be an added tax for capital gains? Is there going to be another 3 to 8%? That's still up in the air. So I think you sell now when you have the constant of what the tax structure is in 2021 and then reassess and basically reestablish positioning at a higher cost basis. Interesting stuff, the tax planning that goes into all of these investment decisions towards this time of year as well. Uber is outperforming today on some bullish okay, comments so from the company. From that. Let's look at Tesla real quick as we are. We're about five minutes away from closing bell. So we'll look at Tesla here for a second. If you see right here, Tesla actually hit this top right here on 1 December and it's kind of been in this downtrend uh down pretty much and then you see now it's made this mid this pivot to where it's now downtrending again this may be a signal for maybe not the cleanest um double bottom but it could be get ready to make a run back up um i know that's not clean from an artwork standpoint either but that's something to pay attention to i'm gonna actually have to chart out tesla tonight this may be an actual move that we see that can actually make a run back to 1120 here um, in a couple of days. So I would pay attention to what's actually going on with Tesla at this point in time. Um, so you can actually see that movement that's actually happening right here. So one of the big uh, winners of the day has been Walmart as well. You'll see Walmart has been making this move just as much as anybody else. It's coming. Uh, it's up almost 1%, but it's been a, a, a nice mover today, 1.3%. And we can go over and check the hot, the heat map as well as we see this reverse on Walmart continues. And I don't think the trend is over just yet when it comes to Walmart. So I will keep my eyes on this and see how it plays out. Uh, this could be another move here that we look to see it break out of this channel where it has a, a demand zone at right now. We'll see if it can actually beat this area here and then make a move to the upside. But let's look at the heat map. Let's see what's actually going on over here. Uh, I'm going to hide myself for just a second so you can see the whole entire heat map. Uh, you'll see that pretty much financials was the big winner of the day. We got electronic technology down pretty much retail trade, uh, pretty much a hole in the holding pattern uh, along with the electronic technology. You got consumer durables, Tesla leading that way. And it's basically sitting flat. Tesla, I tell you, recovered tremendously today. That is a good move on Tesla. We'll see that health services actually made a move today. So what you should do with the heat map, in my opinion, right? When you look at the heat map, definitely, definitely, definitely take note of the sectors that's moving currently at this point in time and see if that continuity continues because they're going to be a rotation. Right now, we're seeing technology services rotate down. We see electronic technology rotate down pretty much. Retail trade pretty much rotating down. But these financials are really rotating up and health technology is rotating up. So when these movements are done, these other companies or these other sectors are going to start taking place as well. And this is something to pay attention to at that point in time. So let's just look and see what all U.S. companies are doing um, overall so we can see. Look, now that's way more red, right? So that tells you what we're looking at here. There are a lot of this red 
is destroying the pain in the market that we're actually dealing with right now. So we're about three minutes out from the closing bell. Let's look at SPY real quick before we head back over to CNBC. And we're starting to see SPY rotate back down. It actually tried to hold that uh, 460, this stuff right here at 462, 463.20. Couldn't hold it. It broke down from that. So now we're seeing that downtrend continue. Uh, Some to pay attention to. This is a big, bigger W on this play right here. So this shows that move that was actually proposed and happened, and it did. So we'll see how this actually ends up in uh, in time here. Uh, so let's see. Um, yeah, we're getting ready to close below. Um, we'll actually come back and actually talk about this a lot more after we actually get through the closing bell. We'll check it out. We'll break it down and actually see what our position looked like when it comes to spot and how to play it going forward. So let's listen in because of key strategic deals. Otherwise, you've got names like Block and PayPal that are just trending lower near to medium term. Where exactly is the trade for buy now, pay later in fintech in general? Well, I think, first of all, a lot of the names that have a specific concentration towards that strategy, they're going to face significant competition challenges as we move forward here from the likes of Brian Moynihan and others in traditional banking. Uh, so I think a lot of the gains there will begin to moderate. I would look away from those names. I do think that a name like PayPal, as we clear the deck of 2021 and get past this tax loss selling that we're experiencing, uh, on the other side of that, I think the visibility of strong fundamentals could come back into play for PayPal. So I'd wait until quarterly earnings. PayPal is the one name I would specifically target. Let's hear the strategy on the quarterly earnings. Let's see what the revenue uh, and the guidance looks like going forward. And then you might have a moment where there's this paradigm shift in the business strategy that allows you to step back in and purchase the stock. All right, let's take a look at what's happening right now because we just got about a minute and a half into the closing bell here for regular trading. As you can see right now, we are lower on the day overall. However, we are off of the worst levels of the session right now. The Dow is down currently just about shy of one half of 1%, 143 points to the downside right now. If you take a look at the S&P 500, you can also see there's some moves to the downside. We're talking to the tune of just about three quarters to eight tenths of 1% overall for the S&P 500. The NASDAQ composite still off session lows but really pacing the declines for the day so far you're talking about right now 185 points to the downside for the nasdaq composite that's roughly about one and a quarter percent in percentage terms to the downside again these are well off session lows for the day indicating at least some buying interest as these indices moved to their lows of the session earlier in the afternoon i will also point out Cordy did say earlier in the session, financials, the only sector in the green so far that's holding true right now with 30 seconds into the close, the financial sector and the S&P up about one half of 1%. Meanwhile, consumer staples just about flat on the day. The two worst performing sectors in the S&P, technology down over one and a half percent right now. Meanwhile, real estate is down about one and a quarter percent too. So as you can see there, Closing bell is happening at the NYSE and the NASDAQ overall. We're going to finish down, but off the session lows. This is the closing bell. Let's send it back down to the folks over at the New York Stock Exchange.
too. Thank you very much uh, for stepping in. Welcome to the closing bell, everyone. I'm Wilfred Frost, along with Courtney Reagan, who's in for Sarah Eisen today. Coming up, more reaction to our exclusive interview with Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan and his comments on interest rates and consumer spending. And we're joined by banks analyst Mike Mayo, who is bullish on that particular stock. Joe Terranova from Virtus Investment Partners and Greg Branch from Veritas Financial Group are both still with us. Uh, I'll come to you first of all, Joe, in terms of this intraday action that we saw. Okay, Dom was mentioning so let's go ahead and pull away from that. Let's look at the sticks. We're going to check this out. Week to date, Man, first, let's start with what actually is going on with the market. And let's look at what's actually what we have out here today with these indices now finished. So let's check them out. So we have actually the Dow Jones finishing at 0.4% down, 142 points to the downside. We see the S&P 500, 0.74 down, three quarters of a percent down today, 34 points down, 175 points down again today on the NASDAQ, 1.14%. And we see the Russell 2000 actually is 15.62 points down, but another quarter of a percent down as well. So you actually see the breaking news at the very top of this headline that says stocks fall ahead of key Fed decision. NASDAQ drops 1% as software names develop. So let's talk about this before we get into where we're going to break down SPY and then go ahead and start loading your tickers up in the chat. If you actually have tickers you want to talk about, I already covered DocuSign at the height of this um, stream that we just started. So let's go ahead and talk about what I think about tomorrow, what's going on with the NASDAQ, overall what's affecting the SPY, and how you should actually see this as it goes forward. So the FOMC meeting starts started today, but we'll actually get details about it tomorrow as we get into how is the taper going to happen and is the rate hike going to be sooner than expected? Do we believe that Jerome Powell is going to let the market actually develop a little bit more and not get too hawkish? Or is he going to be overbearing and is he going to come out very hawkish? Those are two different things that we need to care about in the same sense. So to me, the market is already taking that, that, that deep breath, doing what they think they need to do right now is by selling off some of the high valuation plays or downsizing their risk in some of the other plays as well, like GameStop, AMC, things of this nature, um, to get prepared for what may come forward, Okay. Corporate bonds actually was an issue, was a problem that we was actually seeing how that was going to play out. And now we're getting to a point now where corporate tax rates may rise. And we don't think it's going to rise tremendously, but even if it doesn't, the interest rates are going to hike above that, right? So we're getting to a point where now companies are now looking to their, not companies, I should say institutional holdings and basically retail investing is now taking a, a, a breather as the market is waiting to hear how are we going to deal with actual interest rates, okay? So really interesting, really interesting day that we're having in the market because for the market to have been down and painfully as much as it was for it to have recovered to a level that's actually kind of reasonable, it's actually unbelievable, honestly, right? So let's look at SPY. Let's look at it and uh, talk about SPY here for a second because uh, really and truly, that's what we care about the most right now. So let's look at it and see how these $500 calls may be shaping up at this point in time. So now we have finished the day out. Let's look at it and see. Uh, to me, right here, the circle is the target, right? We want to get to this target and stay above this target for the rest of the way. So what we're seeing is that we actually tried to main. We had a breakout. 
um, here on 6 December, where we had that big 2% run, right, uh, on uh, SPY well, for the next two, those two days. Then we had that big run, and then now we've consolidated, and now we've broken down again. But the one thing is that this trend line, the dotted one, is the one that we really want to make sure that we don't see it actually break away from, okay? That's what we've been waiting on. That's what we've been watching. And now we have a, actually a doji candle here where basically this is indecisiveness right here, right? So this indecisiveness is going to depend on the form of the next candle. So let's go down to the one hour and see how that candle formed out on the one hour. So it's actually a red candle, right? And it's more of a, a hammer on the red candle as well. So right now, very important is to see what this candle opens up as tomorrow. Is it going to open to the upside or is it going to open to the downside? If it opens to the downside, this trend is going to probably be significant and run us back down below 459. If this to the upside, we can actually see a run to where we actually may be able to recover back to 466, 470 by the end of this week. We may, if it comes out where uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell gives us opportunity, gives us time where he's not really in, in rushed to to move in uh, rates, interest rates any faster, as many people are calling for at this point in time, you may see the market react and fully rally and see a lot of things move in a way that it hasn't moved just yet. But we could see at the same time where this actually goes backwards on us and we don't get no headwind. So really and truly what I'm looking at tomorrow, I'm looking for how actually uh, we'll see um, this actually play out where we may come to the downside here and we'll make a move back to about 460 before we make our next move up. Regardless, if we do make a move back up above uh, this resistance area of 464.28, what you could see is that we move back up and then come back and consolidate again before making that next leg. So um, really and truly, I don't think that we're out of the woods yet. It's definitely going to be based on the information that we get as it comes from uh, Jerome Powell. Uh, and then we see how the market reacts, and then we have to play the certain things like that. Now, what I will, um, you know, go out on the limb and say is that being in puts more than a week is risky at this point in time because the market can reverse at any supported time, and the, the volatility in the market leads to where this uh, this can flip on the dime. So, to me, be careful if you're actually playing a lot of puts. Me, I'm not playing puts longer than a week. Because I want to play it day by day so I can understand how the movement of the market is happening. And we saw like a nice recovery earlier today, right? Like, for example, I was looking at a firm earlier today, right? And a firm was actually in this W pattern, breaking down through it, right? It kind of double bottom out. And then it started to make its move to the upside. But then as the market cooled, you see that this next candle at the end of the day basically turned traded sideways, right? So we could be getting ready to see movement up on a firm like this, but this is as the market recovers. When we look at Tesla, Tesla's actually in the flag pattern right now. And quite honestly, it may be at the very bottom of that flag, getting ready to make its next move back to the upside. So these are things to pay attention to as we go forward. Just to keep showing this trend over and over. You'll see Twitter. Twitter is making this move up, but now it may be coming back down to its double bottom point, maybe at 4071 before it makes its next, next leg up to about 5231. So we'll see. All of this matters, right? So to me, if you're playing these puts, you're playing puts for short-term risk to kind of like hedge your bet, but you still want to kind of be bullish in the market 
because the, the sentiment is going to actually go back to being bullish. Like if we look at the overall trend on the spot, right? If I just zoom out on this overall trend right now, we've just not started another downtrend. Okay. So let's just clear. Well, let's not clear. Let's do this. Let's save. Let's save. All right. So let's do that first. So one of the good things I like about um that I like about actually um trading view is that you can save the chart. Okay. We'll save it. Then we'll actually make a new chart here, right? We'll put this in the cloud and we uh, will um, new chart, right? So we'll come back to SPY. Look at that. So we did all that. Didn't have to lose my chart, anything of that nature, right? So really what I want to do is basically just show you this uh, downtrend that we want to look at, okay? So we really don't need no indicators or anything of that sort for this. Just want to show you what we're looking at right now. So on the daily, you'll see here we have basically an overall macro trend of uptrend, right? You'll see that it's actually moving up quite nicely, but now it's taking that breather, right? So here you can actually go with a horizontal, or you may want to come down to the one hour, and you may want to kind of retrace this right here to understand how that trend is actually forming, okay? So basically, from this top point here, we have a move down currently right now, but we only have two touch points. So you got to get more action to understand what's going on with actually the spot right now so basically it's forming a downtrend but it can honestly quite break through this downtrend right even if you was to pull it back here and bring the downtrend a little bit more down you'll see that this uptrend this downtrend is freshly flat so basically we either have a downtrend or you can call it a flat trend that's trading sideways so either way that you look at it it's not something to be more weary about it's something to just understand that we have more development and more price action that has to play out over this time frame okay so let's get into it so i'm about to go into um actually bring it back up let's see if i can actually bring back up my spy original right because that's what i actually want to use let's load that chart back up see that it is and boom we're back so that's how i like trading view okay trading view is so much better to me when it comes to charting because Weeble does a good job of giving you the tools to chart too as well but whatever I chart here on TradingView on the desktop, it actually translates to my actual phone, right? And I don't have to actually guess where I was actually charting that. It pulls up, support lines are there, indicators are there, all these things are there. And this helps me actually shape my opinion on things. And I don't have to run um, the gamut of trying to remember things, right? So to me, this is a great helpful tool to actually use. And even you can save drawings. And when you save those drawings, you can reload them when you want to reload them. All right. So let's go ahead. And I see there's a question in here. But maybe it's two. Um, let's look at plug. All right. So Tiffany has a question on plug uh, first and foremost. So let's go ahead and do that as well. Let's look at plug. Um, let's see. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Okay. So let's go ahead and get that in right now. Let's pull up plug. So. Let's look at it. So, okay, looking at plug, okay. Uh, let's turn off the linear regression first and foremost. Um, I'm gonna clear, I'm gonna remove these drawings. Okay, so, and let's turn off cheat code, okay. So, let's look at plug, okay. So, really and truly, look at that plug. What you'll see first and foremost is that we are now in a downtrend, okay, and it has 
really no points of touch here, right? No reference points. So if we come down here and flatten that out a bit, you'll see that downtrend is still in play. Um, actually, you can come back here and you can either use this as your uptrend to where well, it was actually a forming an uptrend too, or you can come back here because it looked like it actually starts all the way back here. So maybe here in 2020, you got March. Uh, let's go here, right? So, got your overall trend. Let's go to the weekly. Let's see if I can clean that up a little bit here. Yeah, okay. So, there you go. You'll see on, um, on this trend that we actually have that it's actually like it's coming back to the trend line. So, to me, what I would look at is the next measure move for the last time it came off that trend. So um, I think that you can actually see here because you was asking about puts, right? So let's just answer that question about puts specifically, okay? Puts, you'll see that it came back to the trend here down to this level, 2407. So if you was to continue that trend down on a different angle, This is a different. This is a different angle of that downtrend. You could possibly see it come back to twenty four thirty nine, but I wouldn't. Like I said, puts. I wouldn't be in them long. I would be in a put um, long enough to make money, but not long enough to where I'm. I, I can get caught up in a reversal. So, to me, watch the change of the trajectory. Right. See if it stays this way. Now, if you see a move where it actually, you know, it comes down a bit, but then it started doing this where it chops over. You might want to be careful for a, a reversal, okay? So to me, that's what I would look at. So just pay attention to that, see where it's at, and see how that plays out, okay? So um, the next one that you actually had was X. So let's look at X. That's United Steel. And quite honestly, let's look at this. Definitely in a downtrend. And it definitely like it's flat. Okay, so hasn't recovered since 2009, honestly. So, all right, so we got a downtrend here, right? Um, overall trend. I would stay away from it, honestly. Like, if you're looking at it for a put, I will wait for a while because it's not ready for a put just yet. But honestly, you can use this as, you can use support line for actually looking at this you don't even have to necessarily change anything on this um i don't know why it's locking up on me right now but yeah you'll see that basically it's been on this support the whole time except for this period of time when it first started back to 2008 but then ever since then it's been here and it's like it's getting ready to come back down to support again um which i mean it's a long ways away but it could return at least let's go down to the one hour before i say that okay um Turn the cheat code on for a second. I just want to get a, a vibe for this. It's in the reversal candles, it look like. I don't know why it's zoom. All right, there we go. Let's zoom in. Maybe that's my problem because I ain't zoomed in. Okay, so it, it came it came out of the reversal candles, but it's like it's downtrending once again. So to me, I would I would be steer clear of this. I would be planted to the downside at the most, but I would steer clear of it altogether, really and truly. That's my opinion on it. Um, 
it's no it has these it has these high wick it has these high wicking candles right these engulfing candles that happens but at the end of the day it's still in a downtrend so downtrend i play it for a put that's the overall trend of this level right even if i turn the linear regression on right now you'll see that basically it came to the top of it and now it's making this consolidation area here which is normal that it consolidates and then it drops drastically so i will just hold it i would um look at it from that level so let's keep it moving um qqq okay so we are uh they got bank of america oh bank of america ceo is on uh closing bell hold on one second he's talking about rates and I look at uh, so triple Q's and get your that here describes rate movements. But, you know, our estimate is low $7 billion per year if with a 100 basis point increase in, in rates. And, you know, we but we captured a billion dollars in net interest income last year to the third quarter almost. Um, and so we can capture it in a flat rate environment, too. Brian Moynihan uh, there last hour. Let's bring in Mike Mayo from Wells Fargo Securities, who joins us now on the CNBC Newsline. He's got an overweight rating and a $60 price target for Bank of America, which is uh, closed at 44 bucks. Mike, great great to have you join us. Uh, I mean, overall, I thought he was as relaxed as you could possibly expect, given uh, current uh, concerns, about the outlook for Bank of America and, and for the economy uh, over the next 12 months. What was your take? Uh, that was my take, uh, that we're in the middle of full market banking. Uh, he talked about the economy. He talked about Spending. He talked about recent activity. Um, but what I found remarkable in the clip that you just played, Brian Moynihan is carrying around an umbrella on a sunny day. We're in the middle of bull market for banks. And when asked about loans, rates, and more, he said, quote, all of them are risk. He said, we are, quote, paid to worry at the top. He said, quote, we worry about all of it. I love Brian Moynihan's worrying when times are so good, because that leads to more responsible growth and it helps prevent the huge failures the industry had, whether it was with the global financial crisis or the TMT bubble or the early 90s commercial real estate. And this is what it has allowed Bank America to show more steady and consistent results. And that's what we expect ahead. The other two word phrase, Will, that I found really fascinating would be, quote, deposit insensitive. And I think that's what's underappreciated about the work that Brian Moynihan and Bank America has done. He mentioned two trillion dollars of deposits. Well Bank America's deposits. Okay, uh let's move off of that. Let's look at uh triple Q's, right? I got triple Q's up. So triple Q's is basically I I'm looking right now, right? This may this may um what's the word? What's the word? Deviate from what I got here. Um, but I'm looking at this. Maybe we had an inverted uh flag pattern, first of all, right? We had a here earlier, uh, 22 November to now. It broke that, so it broke that trend. So that trend is now gone here. But this trend may have led to an M pattern, right? Which is a bearish pattern where you're seeing that it came down, then it made its move. Well, it started here, made its move up, right, or down, and then actually gapped up, but then kind of like made a midpoint before it made another move up as well. Um, and what happened here, it looked like it may deviate from this or it may have already adjusted and came down to this level. If it did, then that's the issue. But right now, it's still bearish either way it go. And I would watch this for um, a put 
really and truly. But I'll be watching to see if it comes back down to this trend line. Right now, it's in an uptrend, okay? You see the linear regression is pointing up, but it looked like it may be coming back. It, this looked like it may be coming back down for more price action, okay? Coming back down to the trend line and the overall channel. And then when it comes back into the overall channel, yeah, when it comes back into the overall channel, then it's going to probably come down to the linear regression and then make a move back up. But it's definitely going to probably come back down and touch this trend line. So I'll watch it for a put to the downside, but then get ready for it to bounce back off of it here shortly in not too many uh, close days, okay? So pay attention to that. Um, so then let's look at what we have here for JP Moore or oh, Boeing. We got... Look at Boeing. Look, look at Boeing looking to play the downside for a break of 195. Boeing, Boeing, Boeing. Okay, so let's do that. Boeing it is 24 minutes. Boeing. Okay, so let's check out Boeing. Um, I leave up uh actual. They still talking about interest rates. So let's listen in to Bank of America on this again, and then I'll chart this out as well. Goes spending as goes loan growth. So to the extent that uh, loans increase, the extent that interest rates increase, uh, we have that in our existing Bank of America model that their traditional banking revenues should improve. Look, they have $2 trillion of deposits, but only $1 trillion of loans. So that differential is an opportunity for Bank of America to invest if the economy is indeed as strong as Brian Moynihan said in the interview. Mike Matt, great to see you as always. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Or hear you, not so much see you. <laughs> I know. Well, we know what you meant. Yeah. Nice photo, anyway. Well, Bitcoin has gone bust recently, down 30% since mid-November. But up next, we'll explain why that sell-off actually could be a boon for your taxes if you act quickly. And later, the CEO of Hawaiian Holdings on whether rising COVID concerns are impacting the carrier's bookings. Stay tuned. A lot of closing bells still to come. Okay. So let's go ahead and look at uh, Boeing. Boeing is in a flag pattern on the daily this is quite a kind of crazy right i might you know some people may say i'm crazy for this design of this right but is that not a flag pattern that we see you got a flagpole to the very top here and then you got this choppiness here that's going back and forth in this channel and now the channel is to a downtrend so what i see is basically that Boeing is basically at its bottom of that channel right now let me Zoom in on that, right? So you'll see that Boeing is currently at the bottom of his channel. If we go down to the one hour, you get a cleaner look at it. You'll see that basically here it's, it's getting ready to touch. And then it's going to either bounce here off the support or it's going to come down to the linear, right? If it comes down to the linear, that's still fine. If it breaks outside the linear, it's definitely going to reverse. But it's going to reverse here shortly. Um, we get an indication that it's getting ready to reverse as well. Stochastics is not... Um, we're still pointing up, so stochastics may have some room to go down some more. Well, you see this actually drive down, and then stochastics flattens out and then starts to reverse. But we can see I'm getting ready for a move here. So to me, I will watch for support here that's getting ready to touch by 193.84. Linear is 193.35 because uh, you have a downward trend right now, right, inside of this uh, flag pattern. So if you flag it like this, right, you'll see. Basically, you're looking for this, this touch, and then you want to see it break. So I want to see a break here. Uh, I want to see a break to the midpoint area, which is about 202.57. So I'll watch it there. Um, just check that out.
That's why I think flag pattern on the daily is at the bottom of the channel. Okay. Bottom of that channel, you're going to see that it's actually got to break trend and make a move back up. When it breaks trend, that's when I would get in. So I wouldn't get in in, in time before that. But boy, I like this flag pattern. I'm really and truly, it's kind of crazy that it's on the daily. Huh. Interesting. All right. So that's uh, boy. So let's keep this thing moving. Um, let's see what we got. Oh, key levels. You need the key levels on that? I, I think I gave you key levels. Yeah, the support is uh, 193. The bottom is 190.54. Midpoint is about 202.57. Just make sure you got those. Um, JP Morgan and Bank of America. Um, would Taper Toss have an effect or just play XLF4 safe? I, like I said, if you just joined us, look at the heat map, right? Um, the heat map here um, shows that uh, let's go over to S&P 500. Give me one second. S&P 500. Come over here. You see finance. Look at finance. Finance is pretty much green. There barely was any red here and any grays. The grays mean that it was a hold. So for me, I don't think the secular rotation is over just yet. So um, if you're in XLF or you're in JP Morgan or you're in Bank of America, all these are actually um, plays to watch. OK, I'm sorry to that down. Plays to watch as they keep the movement up. But be careful here because a secular rotation could be over. Right. Let's look. Let's look real quick at JP Morgan. I'm going to go through these real quick so I can look at these all together. So you have JP Morgan here. Right. It's getting ready for a reversal at this level. Right. Um, on a weekly, I guarantee you that it's actually in the downtrend. Yep. So I will watch it here. I will play it to the, uh, I will get ready to play it to the downtrend until it shows me something else, right? Than that. But you see, it hasn't broken trend just yet. So, but it's getting closer to the reversal pattern. So don't be in these, that's why I say don't be in puts long. Okay. If you're going to be in any type of puts or anything of that sort, don't be in them long. You look at Bank of America. We already talked about this yesterday. You'll see that this downtrend is still continuing. And it has not yet broken trend yet. You look at XLF, you'll see the same thing here. It's trying to break trend. This one is attempting to break trend, right? So you'll see that basically it broke through here. Um, you could bring it down this way to try to cover that trend if you wanted to. Um, but right now, yeah, I will uh I would just watch this one. Um, it's still you still need more time and opportunity to break trend, but it could break trend here shortly. So uh, pay attention to that as well. But to me, financial sectors all together, they've been moving, right? But give them time and watch some of these companies that's over here in the financial sectors. They are recovering and they are maintaining their positions even when the market is flattening out or uh, downtrending the way that it is, okay? Um, right, if you really want me to break those down even more in depth, I see you in Discord tonight. We can talk about them there. Um, hey, Tiffany, I appreciate it. Um, you still got them $500 calls. Uh, I just added more today, actually. Um, I just down, uh, I just added more to them right now. I already broke this down where I feel like we got time, right? But like the longer this path delays from being above this pink line as we get trend in this, uh, this void here between the dotted and the pink line. That narrows our focus to getting to 500 on time. Okay. So we care about it actually cooling off before it gets too hot. Trend like it needs to, but start trending now. This next time across this pattern, we need to start seeing trend 
go in a direction way. It's keep moving up, not sideways. Okay. So I'm watching it too. We're we're paying attention to it. Uh, what's up, Joseph? Uh, thoughts on AMD? I actually had that up already here. So I was looking at AMD earlier. So that's that's an interesting take here. So let's check this out. So AMD, you go over to the daily. What I'm looking at is in a downtrend right now. Has not yet broken through the downtrend. Uh, it looked like it was forming a W pattern, but it broke that trend too. This is not. This is now, um, you know, voided. So that W pattern is now gone. So we're in a straight down trend continuing. Uh, one of the good things is that um, it may recover. It may get ready to bounce. Like it, it came back and closed above support, which I have support at one thirty four fifty four. Um, if you're looking for a play on this, um, right now it's a buying opportunity in shares. Okay, I think this is a buying opportunity in shares. Um, it could trend lower. If it trends lower, then you have uh, we had gap opportunity, I guess. I must have put this here when I thought it was a gap opportunity, but obviously there's no gap there, so it must be on the lower time frame. Uh, if I go down to a lower time frame, maybe there's a gap down here. Um, no, it's filled. Okay, so no, I don't know why that here so let's delete that off okay um but either way it goes tearing these 200 you turn all the emas off on the um one hour you see that it's though no um it's no play right now so to me this is a buy opportunity because that is very lowest right so it's below all this two all this emas so this is a buy opportunity if you're looking for an option i will wait i will wait to see what it does because this downtrend is actually significant okay um not in the overall picture the overall picture is, you know, going here. I mean, you could actually adjust this to where it comes out here, right? And then you can bring it back to kind of like adjust your trend, right? To kind of see where you're at if you did that. But then, like, you started, it broke trend down here. Now it's looking like it may break trend again and come back down to your overall macro trend that I have drawn out as well. So, some to pay attention to um, and some to care about just be careful and not get into this play too early if you're buying shares you buy an opportunity here and you can hold so to me that's um important so let's keep it moving okay hope that helped um let's see hey mr kansas no problem ge let's look at it let's look at ge um ge so let's see Hey, for those who are listening on the live stream, um, on the replay, when it's actually broadcast, hey, definitely, definitely, definitely go ahead and always hit your boy up in this comment section. Let me know what your thoughts is on things that I think about here, uh, things that I talk about because I care to know because I like to make sure I make content even better for you. Definitely, if you're listening on the podcast as this is a rebroadcast for the podcast, definitely always hit me up on the podcast too and let me know what you're thinking. Um, I like to do those things to you. And if you want to follow me on the podcast, it's in the description down below as well. Uh, you can check that out. You can go over to um, www.thecraighthoustonpodcast.com and you can check it out over there as well. And you can stream from any streaming service that you like to stream from. Okay, Spotify, Apple, any one of them that you like is there for you. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's look at GE. So let's look at it and see what we at. We definitely got a downtrend on GE um oh it's actually got a channel look at this channel okay so channel here is that we have here and we have the top of that channel here okay 
So we have that area that we're looking at. And then you can look and see that we actually have a trend line. The downside here. Um, it's just like every other thing that I talked about. You want to watch for it to break that trend first, right? You want to see it break this downward trend into the upside. Uh, we turned on the 200 EMA. So really and truly, you could be getting ready for a small W here, right? Um, you can see a small W forming here. And it's maybe a double bottom. And that double bottom could be eclipsing here. And what I like to do is like take this, the W that's already formed, copy it, right? And then invert it the opposite way. Because they should give you the same length, okay? And that length should be where you start to see this action take, take place at. So we're already at the bottom on 92.11. If this is true, right? If this is true, Tiffany, this move right here, you will see it started to make price action from here, right? So I started making price action to the upside. And really and truly, I went, this price action from here is 98.75 to the very top. It's 102.52. That's a $4 move, but from the bottom here, it's a, it's a $10 move. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't enter the play here. I'll wait to see if it can actually start engulfing this candle here. If we start getting to the top of this candle, I may be like, may risk going in earlier, but the safe bet is waiting until it reached the midpoint and then going for that touch point at the very top, which is 102.59. And if it breaks out of here, it can break all the way to the very top of this channel because really and truly it's no, uh, you got resistance here at this level. Right. So uh, something to pay attention to. And one way that you can look at this and see that it's it's very common uh, that this play right here can play out is if you look at Walmart. OK, if you look at Walmart, this is Walmart candles. Right. You'll see that I had draw a W here on the daily, but you really can't see it. And it's a lot of colors. I know I'm going to take a lot of these colors off here in a second. So you'll see. Um, I'll just turn this off. You will basically see I drew this out. We got a midpoint, a midpoint, very much so a double bottom. Here, right? Uh, not should have done that. Uh, let's do just a trend. You'll see basically it's a double bottom here close to it, right? It basically a little bit lower. It would have came directly down. It's a double bottom, but then it made its move up. And this price action from here is 135 all the way to 144. That's a $10 move. And this move is not over yet. So you look at GE, to me, this may be a smaller move on the daily, right? But then you look at it on the hourly you'll see that that action is very much so at the very bottom and looking for action to re return. And we're getting an indicator for actually a reversal may be happening. And then the stochastics is now pointing up. So GE may be primed for a run back up here. And those contracts are very cheap, I think, at this point in time, right? So check out those contracts. Let me know what they are. And that's a move that you possibly can make here and be happy with here in the short term. But always give yourself time on a contract. Don't um, buy a short-term contract expecting 20 December for this return. No, go a month out. Go 30 days out, 60 days out, however. But this re recovery may happen sooner than you expect. So this is something to pay attention to. I like it. Good uh, good find. Nando, I showed you that already. You know what I mean? Um, I hope so one day, right? I hope so. We'll see. We got some more work to do. Um, appreciate you. I appreciate it. Blessings to yours and your fam too. Um, I'm glad you're learning a lot too, by the way. Anybody who's learning something here, I appreciate it. I'm glad that you did. That's what this whole channel is about. It's not 
you know, about just me. It's about everybody winning together. So let's do that. Um, let's see. Love to hear my thoughts on Tesla puts. I have two puts, one down 40% and the other 58% down. You may want to get ready to lose those puts. I think I just showed this, right? Did I just show Tesla? I think I did. I showed Tesla in the flag pattern, right, at the bottom of the channel. Honestly, it's kind of crazy. I told the Discord family today, they look. So check this out. I'm going to show y'all something, right? Um, oh, sorry. That's the wrong camera. All right. So here we go. Check this out. I'm going to show y'all something that, um, that I did when I did my fundamental analysis for the Discord on Tesla, okay? One of the things that I like to do is that when I do my fundamentals, I actually come up with price targets, and then I break it down. Okay, so this was actually on November 27th. Okay, check this out. November 27th, over in the Discord, you will see that I actually had this right here, right? This is my chart where I actually showed, hey, this is going to be a short run to the upside. Then you'll see, basically, I traded out that this may happen and go this direct way, right? So I already had charted out to 1241. It may run to 1201 a little bit here. But downside is going to go down to 1081, right? That was a minor downtrend, right? The major downtrend I was looking for was at 919 for support. And this is my major trend line. So I have a major trend line, minor trend line, and this is the short-term trend line that we was looking at. And we're going to look at this here in a second. But the main thing was I created buy zones for people out of this, right? Like if you wanted to get into Tesla, you never had an opportunity to get in Tesla. Here's how you could get into Tesla, right? So let's look at it. Let's look at what I have here, right? So interestingly enough, when you go back over to the daily chart, you look at this, buy zone one. Look where Tesla came down to today for buy zone one. It basically was essentially $14 away from my initial buy zone, okay? So when I know people jump on the channel, I know people like maybe this dude maybe just be talking randomly, but look, I'm charting for from a, a standpoint of fundamentally, but understanding from a technical standpoint. And I'm still learning technicals because I, I don't really know all the, the fancy names of, of charts and candlesticks and things of that nature. But I can see where the trends are at. And this trend showed that it was in a downtrend. And then you obviously you see this flag pattern formed out. So on your put, what I'm looking at is that this may have bottomed again, right? It may not, it, 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 you may get a retest of this in the pre-market based on what uh, Jerome Powell was talking about. It may come down here. It come down here, it won't stay here long, right? I don't think it's coming down to 723, which is by zone two. And I don't think it's coming to the major uh, trend line, all right? So I think right now your overall scope is to actually not stay in the put long. Understand that if you're down on that position already, that you didn't think about this when you buying the put, you got to be buying puts at levels up here, right? Because you need all the price action. You can't buy puts in these ranges. If you buy puts in this range, this is uh, theta decay. Okay, theta decay is gonna eat away at this contract because trading sideways. You need price action where it's going down, like down. I mean, like down, like Fraser. Like I mean, straight down, right? Like you want to see it come straight down, just like that. That's the type of action that you want. So, uh, to me, you got to give yourself time on these contracts if you're playing puts. So, at the height to the bottom of that support is what you should have been looking for. If that already has happened or has not it's succeeded, 
of subsided, then that's the move that you've already missed. Okay. So Tesla, I think you get one more chance at it, but then it's going to reverse and go to the upside. Okay. That's my thoughts on that. So uh let's keep this thing moving on from there. Uh let's see. Hey, I appreciate that. Um this is uh let me let me move that. Give me one second. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tiffany. I appreciate you. That's what I was looking for. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. So um then uh leaving yeah you leaving give me give me two minutes okay. two minutes um okay so i got like two more uh tickers that i'm gonna get through right now and then um we're gonna have to cut this one short all right so let's look at uh nvidia real quick right um nvidia uh you'll see that maybe the uh, the pennant um, that i actually had on nvidia is now gone um it was forming that pennant but they broke that that wedge so right now what i think is that this is not going to hold there so we may see more um strain on nvidia because there's no support here when you don't see no support then that is basically um what we need right so basically we only got two candles here so you could possibly see a run back down here right to 197 uh let's see if there's support at a lower level though right Lower level support, yeah, it's really nothing here, but you have like consolidation down in this area, right? So we have consolidation here. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to draw a box over this, right? Because really and truly, this is not support. This is going to be soft support. So what I want to do is extend this box way out, right? All the way this way, okay? And we'll see if it actually holds this level. Right. If it holds that level, then if it may bounce off that, it may not. But that is what I'm looking at. So for support for this downtrend to continue, 267.32. And AMC. Uh AMC is the next one, right? So AMC is that. Let's look at that. Uh you'll see. AMC has a ways to go. 2610 uh is resisted. Now, to me, it's nothing, it's nothing below. Right. So if it doesn't make a move back up, it's nothing below it to hold it up. So to me, you got to hope that this thing keeps on moving back up and it has to break resistance of 2610. So that's where it's at. So um, got to go. I got things that I got to go do. Um, I definitely will see those who's over in my discord later on tonight. We have an event tonight for discord live stream for technical analysis and fundamentals. I see you over there. If you want to be a member of my discord, definitely use that first link down below. Um, if you want to be a member of the YouTube channel, we'll start doing membership exclusives when we get a big enough pool of people in the membership group for YouTube. It's even cheaper than the Discord, okay? So pick whichever one that you would like to be a part of. I'd love to see you in either one of them or even in both. Um, I hope that you found value in the content that I provided you today. And I will catch y'all in the next video. I hope to catch y'all later. Y'all be safe. Peace.